welcome into episode number 33 of Don't Quit Your Day Job. I am not going to lie, I'm recording this on Friday and releasing this um, as soon as possible. I'm just going to post this right after. But I had some plans this week and, and some things got behind. So I know that my mother, of course, texted me of Where Is My Podcast and a few others of you. And it's coming out. There's no need to worry. This um, will be out right after our quarter. So live recording on Friday. I also have a new little area where I am podcasting. Um, I move my desks around. And so it's a, a much more comfy area, I must say. So podcasting, I think, will be a lot more fun for me because I'm not just stuck in a corner um, and feeling like I'm just like yelling by myself. So without further ado, though, we have a good episode today. I put out questions as usual. And this episode, I feel like, has a little bit of everything, uh, just kind of some things that have been on top of my mind, and I kind of wanted to see what what everybody was thinking. So to start it off, um, my first question was, do you feel where you are now is where you'll be living in 10 years? And if you've been listening to these episodes, you know that when I do these episodes, it's usually like stuff I've been thinking about, and I'm, and I'm always curious of how I got to the question, and... I was talking to my neighbor and she was mentioning how um, she's going to be moving out next year and they want to get a house. And then she asked me, you know, where, where, what are my plans for living? And I never really thought about it. I feel like it's something that I am, am now really trying to think of. Getting a house is something that is something I've always wanted, but housing prices are so insane right now. My friend Tyler just got a house in Escondido. And he just tells me all the time, there's so many bills. And so it's something that I want to do eventually, but it's something that at the same time I know is very expensive to do. So when I put that question out, we had nine no's of people that were like, mostly like, hell no, I'm not going to be living here in 10 years, which then I guess my question would be like, what the hell are you doing then? You know, what's the game plan? Like I, I kind of want to reach out and just know what the game plan is. Cause I think a lot of people that respond were people from my hometown and they can say no, but I'm like, are you really going to get out? You know, is, is Newberry Park going to really keep everybody in? I love that area. You know, Caneo Valley is, is a fantastic area to raise uh, children and, and be around. But I truthfully think that you can't really grow into who you want to be and do things outside of your comfort zone if you just keep staying in that area. So we had nine no's um, and four yeses. Four people are, are saying that they will be leaving their place they're at. One of them is my friend Gage. He lives up in Oregon. So I'm stoked for him that he thinks that that's where he's going to be living. And the other three are all people that were local in Newberry Park. And like I said, nothing wrong with being there. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like being in your hometown, it's, it's tough. And that's why I've always heard from everybody. So I've been doing it and I, and I love San Diego. And so I'm not def definitely uh, highly recommend. So for the people that responded back, there was uh, they, they weren't opposed to change um, and, and they would do it if something came up. Um, I'll kind of dig deeper into that one in a second. Another one said, love Newberry Park, but want land and very expensive here. I mean, it, it seems like it's expensive everywhere. Housing prices right now are, are absolutely ridiculous. Um, they're only going up. And that's why right now, you know, prices are, are skyrocketing, but interest rates are low. So people are buying. Um, knowing that on the loans, you're not going to have much interest. So I think I, for me, I'm just hoping that, well, I guess I'm not hoping for that it crashes because that sucks for everybody else. But if that does happen or when that does happen, uh, that's when I'd probably look into buying for myself. So another person said, nope, planning on buying a house in the first half of next year, which would be first half of 2022 and in a city nearby, which is awesome to hear. Good for you. Um, no, I've moved 31 times. Why stop now? Uh, 
I'm going to out you mom, but that's you obviously. And 31 times. See, like I've moved twice. I moved out of my mom's house. Well, I should say I got kicked out of my mom's house because she loves to tell people that I moved out, but I got kicked out to be very direct and honest. And I moved like a couple streets over and then I moved all my stuff to San Diego and the move to San Diego was a nightmare. I got a, a U-Haul. <laughs> I got a U-Haul and I got a, I got a two-way U-Haul. So usually when you move far away, you just get a one-way U-Haul, right? You get a one-way and you move there and you drop it off in the place. Well, my idiotic brain got a two-way U-Haul that then I drove my stuff out to San Diego, unpacked it and moved everything in, and then drove all the way back to Thousand Oaks to drop off the U-Haul and then drive all the way back to San Diego. So that was an absolute nightmare of a move. Which is why for me, it's like, I don't like moving. Moving is very stressful. When I start thinking about moving places, I'm like, dude. So that's why for me, like getting a good place in San Diego is really big for me because I don't want to have to think about moving again. I don't want to just like get a landing spot to be at for six months and then move again. <clears throat> and so my mom has moved 31 times. That is actually insane. Um, obviously from back East, she's from Boston, Massachusetts um, and got to California, moved around a bunch in Santa Barbara and Carpinteria. And I truthfully don't know how you did it. And I shouldn't say Boston, Massachusetts. Let's give out the shout out to the to the small city she's from, Methuen, um, Massachusetts. And so moving that many times is stressful. So I hope, mom, that you just move like one more time, maybe, and just maybe just chill out. Or move down to San Diego. Come kick it with me. We'll have a good time. Uh, Dad will be down here too. I see myself uh, staying in San. So this is something that's actually in San Diego. I see myself staying in San Diego, but not also opposed to moving. And that kind of went hand in hand with the other person earlier that said that they're not opposed to change. They don't want to move. They see themselves living there, but they would do it. I think my answer is the same as this person. Um, I look at myself staying in San Diego. Like I said, I've been here for a year in July. And it's something that um, everything around here I love. And my, my thing is that, you know, even when I visit back home, I just went to the beach the, the other day in Malibu. And I drove 30 minutes from Thousand Oaks to Malibu. And... I literally realized that I live like five to 10 minutes from the beach. Not even that. It's literally like a five, like a five minute bike ride. It's probably a two minute drive to get to the beach. And so I love that in San Diego. Um, we have a really famous park, the Kate Sessions Park, which is right above me. I have a beach that's right next to me. Um, and there's just a lot of different activities you can do that are really close. So if you're an outdoorsy person, San Diego can fit you. If you're a person that doesn't like doing much, it also fits you like, or food, like great food also. So I just feel like San Diego is very versatile. So that's what I love about it. Each day I can kind of flow with my day and do what I want to do. And San Diego has all the options and they're right close. I don't have to worry about driving anywhere or going too far. So I see myself staying in San Diego, but again, I wouldn't be opposed to moving for me. California is really high um, income tax, and getting taxed this much is just like insane. I look at my paychecks and I'm like, I'm getting taxed way too much. Like the things I could be doing with this money. And so um, I, I definitely debated an Austin, Texas move eventually, possibly. I debated a Colorado move. I've heard great things about Colorado as well. And the Pacific Northwest also, um, like a Seattle or something like that. Like living in Washington, I think would sound pretty cool. So I wouldn't be opposed to moving. I'm definitely not locked in. And I feel like the real one I want to throw out there that I've always talked about is Australia. Um, I would definitely debate living in Australia if I got a job offer I couldn't turn down. I wouldn't mind starting a new life in Australia. My only thing is that um, I definitely wouldn't do it uh, with my grandma here. I want to be around and hang out with my grandma and see that through. 
and then my parents would be tough uh, and family to leave, to leave all of them would be pretty tough. Um, I'd probably, it'd have to be a job that makes really good money and I can kind of fly back and forth as much as possible. But even then an 18 hour flight, dude, that's pretty insane. So it'd have to be a really good opportunity, but that is one of those, um, things that I would debate it. I would really have to, cause I, I would want to go to Australia really badly. So I'd probably visit first and then obviously debate on living there. So those are the things that those are the places that I would move to if I had to. But for now, the plan is I want to get a house in Encinitas or La Jolla, which everybody says La Jolla, right? But it's super freaking expensive. And I want to get a house in San Diego. That would be like my, my number one goal. But if you told me in 10 years that something was different, I would not be surprised at all. So uh, to the people that you know think that they're going to be in the same place 10 years from now, great. But I also highly recommend, you know, hopping around, visiting places. I want to travel more and really see everything to see if this is where I want to live. You know, And uh, I love California, but these housing prices and income tax are just, I don't know, after time, the more you make, it's just might not be it for me. So moving on to question number two, do you remember what your New Year's, New Year's resolution is? And this one came up because I was talking to somebody and they were listening to my podcast, like they've been listening to my podcast and they were asking me if I remember what my news resolution was and that that was already a question that I had in January. And I started laughing because I don't even remember mine. And I'd have to go back and listen to my episode that I did on the New Year's resolution. Um, but I, I don't remember what mine was at all. I think it was, uh, I can't even tell you, January feels like forever ago. I'm not gonna lie. We are halfway through the year. It is June now, which is crazy that we're already in June, like really like sitting and thinking about it. Um, New Year's feels like forever ago and, and was, and life was so different. So I don't remember my resolution, but I do feel like it probably had something to do with being better financially, which, um, and, and growing in my job, which I've done, which is fantastic. And then I don't know, probably some relationships. I, I probably have to guess. So I'll have to go listen back to that. But for the people that did respond, there was a lot of no's. And I respect that because I was the same way. A lot of people were just like, nope, couldn't even tell you what I responded back during that time. And I think that's kind of like the message I was getting after is that it's hilarious that all of us like make these New Year's resolutions. And it's such a big thing, right? What's your resolution? What are you doing for the first? Like everybody gets so hyped up on what they're going to do. And then when it really comes down to it, um, we really don't do anything for our resolutions. Uh, some of us did respond back. Yes, though. So I'll go into those. Um, work on both physical and mental health. And so far, so good. Super happy to hear about that. Um, that's my cousin. And I, I'm so glad that you're doing well. And after the mental health episode, you know, it's something that I've really been focusing on as well. And physical mental health are hand in hand. You know, all of us, like we said, work on that physical side and, and working out and being active. But mental health is so important. So I'm glad to hear that's going well. Uh, 10,000 steps a day, which is absolutely insane. Uh, but this person is a nurse, so I feel like it's probably not too hard. I would love to know if you actually had 10,000 steps a day. I mean, that's a workout by itself. And then I see this person on Instagram going to work out after. I'm like, you're insane. 10,000 steps and you go and hit a workout. I don't even know if I hit 100 steps in a day. You know, that's how much I sit in this damn chair. So definitely my problem, though. Uh, be more generous and need to improve. <laughs> I mean, at least you're honest. I feel like I think we can all be more generous, but you're honest about it. That's good. Um, no bad energy, save money and stay fit. Yeah. Bad vibes. Aren't it? We're not around. We're not, we're not about bad vibes. Um, 
in this circle, you know, the podcast circle. We're not, we're not doing that. Save money, which is something that I have not been doing. That's a little side note. Why I feel like I'm nervous to get a house to kind of, I guess, relay this back to question one is that my saving of financials right now is so bad. Um, I've been spending so much money just stupidly. You know, I'll go out and, and buy drinks or I'll go to eat food with somebody and I'll just, I'm paying for dinners and it's just, it's just ridiculous. You know, I'm just not really being smart with my money and, and, and saving it that way. And so I feel like for me, when I want to get a house, you got to save up so much money. And I'm like, dude, I'm not, that's, I'm just not saving any money. So that is definitely nerve wracking. And, but saving money is really important and staying active. Like I said, I, like I said, last week, I just got back in the gym, gym grind with my, um, physical trainer, everything's back opened up too. As of what, two days ago, the 16th that everything opened up, no masks and I'm uh, not vaccinated yet. And so I, um, been wearing a mask in the gym and I just look like an absolute hooligan, but I don't care. You know, you live by the life you live and I'm wearing it because I know that I'm going to see my mom and I'm trying not to get, uh, other people sick, you know, got to do your thing if you're not, if you're not vaccinated. So, uh, hopefully get that done soon. And so, the next thing was be less dramatic and not take things so personally. Still working on it. And I know this person listening to the podcast, so I feel like you've done better um, overall. So just keep grinding. And so for New Year's resolutions, I think that we all need to realize to really cap this full question off is that none of us really care. I don't think any of us really think about it too often. It's something that after the first month of January, um, we kind of drop it. I know somebody said that it's always losing weight. Like the resolution this every year is losing weight. And I think that's just definitely an easy one <laughs> just to throw out there. I think we all do the same resolutions all the time. And then we're like, no, no, no. Like this year will be completely different. You know, this year will be the one where I change everything. And then it comes December time and I'm like, wait, one, what was my resolution? Two, did I even do it? And three, most likely I didn't even do it. And so then it's like the same resolution. So at least all of us are pretty honest that we don't really care um, about these resolutions at all. So, but I will still this coming December have a, or January, I should say, have a resolutions podcast topic just to make fun of all of us and I'll have a good time with it. So be ready in six months. We're still doing resolutions and going to act like we're going to better ourselves, you know? And for the third question, we have, what is something you've done intoxicated, but you wish you could take back? Uh, 1% so many things were just waking up and remembering causing a scene. Um, shot my shot on a DJ that I was really into and saw him around and said something. And if I thought he would recognize me. And when I said something, he did not recognize me. He was very confused, very awkward. I mean, that's like shooting your shot though. You know, I think that's something that when you shoot your shot, you got to go into it knowing that you could get shut down and that there's a possibility of it not going the way you think it's going to go. And like I said, what was it? Two episodes ago. I told, I talked about buying the shot for that girl and it, it didn't go my way. You know, it's something that you, you go into it knowing that you might get shut down. And this DJ looks like he really um, shut you down. Unfortunate. Somebody said so many weird dance moves and how I know that I'm like self-conscious about my dance moves. Cause I feel like my dance moves are fire, but how I knew I was self-conscious that when I read the answer to that question, I thought this person was like talking about me, like immediately got defensive. And then I realized, wait, they're, they're answering my question. Like they're talking about themselves. I hope at least, you know, because I was like, you cannot be roasting my dance moves like this. Right. Uh, I was just at a wedding a couple weekends ago and I was getting a lot of comments on how I can shake a tail feather. So I feel like for me, 
the way that I can shake these hips is just slim to none. Um, I was actually at backyard last night and the DJ was playing fire songs. A lot of Drake, obviously, you know, always playing Drake. Great choice. And then he was playing some throwbacks too, like some Snoop Dogg stuff, Dr. Dre. Like it was, it was going crazy for a Thursday night. It was absolutely going crazy. Um, and so for me, dance moves. Yeah, I, I get that. You kind of wake up and you're, I mean, I, I did wake up to some Snapchats last week and me on Snapchat dancing. And yeah, I would probably, probably, I'd probably with those moves, give myself about a five out of 10. So I, I definitely have woken up before and been like, damn, that's not the best thing to uh, have those dance moves in public. Um, somebody said, slept with someone and spoke truth about another spouse and it ended our friendship. That's, that's pretty deep and serious. Um, that sucks overall. And then hookups and oversharing. Yes. When I feel like when everybody, like all of us, right. When we drink, um, we overshare, right. We, we get into this place of like, it's like truth serum. You have a little couple of drinks and the truth serum starts just really kind of spewing out of you. You start saying whatever you want, uh, whether it's like no filter or you start telling the truth about stuff. Right. And, and you can't really hold a secret. And then that's something that I feel like I, I'm pretty good at like holding that kind of stuff because when I drink, I like, it'll pop in my head. I'm like, okay, wait, I can't say that. And my brain's usually pretty good with that. And then for the hookups part. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us have had hookups that we wish we could take back. Right. I mean, I think there's nobody in this planet that had, doesn't have a good drunk hookup story. You know, maybe that's something I can put on the next week's episode. I would love to hear people's just terrible times. Those always make me crack up when somebody's like, oof. Yeah. I went home with this person and it was just not it. And then the horror stories of things that happen or people start throwing up or like bad, like Ubers and or leaving in the morning, right? There's so many good stories. So I'm I'm gonna get some stories out of people for sure. But I mean, for me, there's definitely a couple that I would for sure love to take back. A couple mulligans of just why, you know, why'd I do that? So to the person that said hookups and oversharing, I think we're all in the same boat as you. Um, for the fourth question, what's your most expensive mistake? Texting while driving. See, when I read this, I'm hoping that it's like just a ticket, right? That you just got a ticket while driving. That's your most expensive mistake. And that there's not some like underlying big accident here. Cause that would be really shitty, but yeah, texting while driving. I don't think that's really much of a big deal. Three people said marriage and I don't want to laugh at this, but I, I am like, that sucks. Cause I know how much marriage costs. At least they were honest. You know, these people said getting married, uh, at least you're honest. That's the thing. Like getting married young really scares me. Cause I feel like we don't really know what we want. You know, these people that all said this all were around my age. Right. And I feel like for me, even I'm still like looking at myself as a child sometimes. Like, I just don't know what the hell I'm doing. I have immaturities, you know, and, and stuff where I just don't feel like I'm ready to be an adult fully. Like, I just do stupid stuff sometimes, which is getting better over time. But I just feel like getting married is such like an adult thing. Like, you got to take things so seriously. Everything's being combined. You know, it's just so serious. So when I see people around my age getting married, it makes me nervous because I'm like, do we really know what we want right now? Have some of us even tested the waters enough, right? And I know this sounds bad, but I feel like you have to go like, I don't know, like go through partners and know what you really want. Know your deal breakers, know your pros and cons of what you want. And sometimes people get married so fast. I'm like, 
I don't think you've seen everything yet. I don't think you've seen all those red flags yet. And, or they just accept settling. And so for three people to say marriage, that just sucks. Cause I know how much marriage, uh, like how much weddings obviously cost. I just went to one the other day and it was my cousins. They were talking to me about it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they, they cost a crap ton. So just to get married, just to get divorced, um, damn, just sucks. And then there's so much things to it, right? Like that day is so special. I just feel like looking back on that day after you get divorced is probably so sad. And obviously like people like my mom or parents can talk to that. Um, my dad always says he's never get married again. He's like, he was like, I'm one and done, man. I'm good to go on that. You know, my mom did it twice. Uh, unfortunately didn't work out. And so everybody's kind of like around me is pretty like weary of marriage. So I, I kind of take my time with that. Cause I know it's like a really big step. And so, Sucks that, that those three didn't work out. Going to college. This I agree with. Um, I got a lot of, a lot of um, not loans, but grants and stuff. So my college was really, really cheap. Um, I didn't spend much money on all of that. And so I got really lucky. And then my grandparents and my dad paid for my college because that was what they wanted to do. So I came out of it debt-free. So I'm not going to speak on this as of um, agreeing because it happened to me agreeing because of what I, what could have happened to me and then how it's now impacted my life. I think that college is so damn expensive. Well, I think we all know that college was so damn expensive. And uh, I mean, I won't lie. There's definitely classes that I took um, that really changed my mind on the way I, uh, on the way I think about things socially. Right. Um, I took a sociology class that really helped me understand more about um, the trauma and domestic abuse and, and sexual assault victims with women that completely made me like when I hear stuff now, like my brain goes to a place of just um, caring and believing and just knowing how much it takes to speak up on that kind of stuff. So that class changed a lot of what I uh, thought. I also had another class that I thought was going to be like a complete religion class um, and just like talking about religion. And it, and it wasn't at all. It was more of like an ethics class. And so we went through all the stuff that's going on in our world um, and if it's ethical or not, right? Like the war we have with Afghanistan, um, and the things that we're doing over there and that we don't see the things that, you know, that they see and why their people hate us, you know, uh, solitary confinement and how it drives people crazy in jails, you know, like there were so many things that my mind, I, I didn't even know about this stuff and it completely changed my mind. And without college, I would have never taken those classes. So I definitely do believe that college education gives you a well-rounded brain on things that go on in the world. That's something I definitely will not be like, yo, screw college. Right. But the is the cost worth it? And that's where you kind of got to sit down. And I feel like for me thinking ahead of time, you know, I know I want at least two kids, maybe three. And now cost wise, is it efficient to put your kids through college? You know, is it something that I can kind of teach them myself and pass it down or something that like, is this class needed, you know? And, and so College was crazy. I know that Calu was like eighty thousand dollars a year. You know, it was like forty thousand a semester, like thirty nine thousand a semester, which is insane if you don't have anything, right? If, but most people have scholarships, but they're only like twenty thousand dollars scholarships. You're still looking at uh, sixty thousand dollars a year, which is thirty k every six months. You know, that's like insane to pay. So, is it worth it? I, I just think that for me, the classes were worth it 
for me, but it was also cheap. I don't think I would have, if I had to pay out of pocket, I don't think I would have gone. Uh, there's, there's just no way. And then for the second part of that, I feel like of also like why college, uh, could be the most expensive mistake is that like a lot of the times it depends on your major. And I feel like for me, my degree has nothing to do with the job I do today. And would I have gotten my job like through the temp agency without this piece of paper? I'll never know. Right. I don't know. But if I could have, then my degree has nothing to do with anything that I do. And I would still be where I'm at today without that degree. Right. It didn't give me anything that I use in my job. So if I didn't go to school, I'd still be performing the same exact way. And so for me, that's where I think I get nervous. You know, like a couple of my friends uh, got a master's in business. And I always just said, man, like, I just don't think a master's in business is worth it. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. If you have a master's in business, you think differently, go right ahead. But I just, to me, think that a master's in business, it's just a piece of paper saying that you kind of like locked into one one field, but business is so uh, versatile and it's more off of your knowledge and experience, like your experience, right? They don't need somebody that's book smart. They want somebody that's experienced, right? When I start seeing these hires at Procore that are new and they're higher ups, it's not, I mean, some of these people have masters and stuff, but it's mostly they're, they're bringing them in because they've taken a company public or they've, or they've taken a company to this level. And it's all about experience and the things that they've already done, right? So to me, that's where I get nervous. Now, if you're in like, um, obviously like a science field, you know, and you want to be like a therapist and you're doing psychology, great. Like a master in that is fantastic, right? Like the more schooling you can do, the better. Um, so science fields, I, I totally agree. But I see so many people in the business field that are going for masters and they're spending so much money on these degrees. And it's like, why? You know, it, it's just for a, a bigger pay grade, right? Like you're going to make more through your masters. But is it worth it with all the debt you're going to get? You know, if you're not going to get debt, I mean, a master's won't hurt you. But I just think that that was a great answer. That expensive mistake was going to college because I think that I got very lucky and mine was cheap. And that I don't know the the more that time goes on, I don't think that college is going to be like kids aren't going to go to college as much, even though all these jobs are making it mandatory to have a degree. I don't see kids going to college and I don't know if I even force mine to go unless they really want to go just because I know how it, it, it's, it's becoming to the point where it's so expensive that you can't just go to go, you know, like this people that used to do college for six to eight years, like you can't do that anymore. It's too expensive. And so that's where I get nervous of. If my kids want to go to college and they have a dream to do something, great. I'll definitely do that. But if we're going to play this game of just go in there, just so you're not doing like, just so you're doing something, that's just a waste of money in my opinion. So yeah, I love that answer of going to college. So I definitely agree that if I didn't have the backing of my family, would have been one of my most expensive mistakes too. I feel like cause it has nothing to do with my job and where I've gotten today. Um, the next one was signing a loan and claiming bankruptcy. Yeah. As we get older, um, you start learning about how these loans work. And that when I guess this goes hand in hand with the marriage thing, right? You get married, you start, you know, work doing everything together. You sign loans, both your names are on everything. And now those person's decisions also impact you. And so having to claim bankruptcy is definitely not a fun thing. So that's where marriage gets scary, you know? And then, and then the office is the, the prenup conversation. If you ever want to go down that road and people look at that as like such a negative thing. So it's like, uh, that's a whole different ball game, but yeah, signing loans and co-signing stuff like that is definitely nerve wracking. And then financing a car that was more expensive than I needed. I was young, dumb, and not financially educated. 
This one I absolutely loved because I almost did this. I was so close to doing this. Um, I bought my Lexus uh, in July of 2019, and I told it in December of 2019. So yes, that would be less than six months I had the car for, and I already totaled it. Now, when I totaled it, when I got the Lexus, I bought it in cash. So when I totaled it, like the insurance handled it, I had all that, I had no more payments, very easy to do, right? No big deal. Uh, it sucked. I put a lot of time into this car. I love that car. But since I didn't have payments and stuff, made it super easy to not deal with anything. Then after that, I wanted to uh, finance a car because I had a, like a nice car. I knew what it felt like and I wanted to have another car, right? I didn't want to go back to my Camry. For all of you that know me, I had that damn old Camry that I didn't really take care of and had a fat dent in the right side. That's not something you want to pick people up in or be driving around and seeing it, right? So that was like my kind of like beater car that I kind of just drove around and knew I was going to drive it into the floor. So I wanted to finance a car and still have that. Um, so I was looking into leasing like another Lexus, maybe an Audi. And I was looking at like $300 to $500 payments and stuff and, and doing that, even buying a car and doing payments. And I almost did it. And now looking back, it's like there was times where I was like almost broke, even like going through this whole San Diego thing. And now I've built up my money again, but I was almost broken. I oh, imagine if I had a $300 to $500 car payment, I'm like, I would have been screwed. I literally would have not known what to do with myself. So seeing that other people have done this too, I always try to tell people like, if you're going to get a car to just debate it, debate it because financing a car, even though it seems like $200 or $300 isn't a lot of money a month, it catches up on you. It really does. It's money that you weren't expecting to spend and I always say between two and 300, 300 tops. And that's depending on how much money you make. You know, some people get a job and they're like, I make 40K a year. I'm going to get a $500 car payment. I'm like, dude, that's that's not a good idea. You're going to put yourself in debt so fast. And and so, yeah, for this person, I think that's awesome. That you could admit that, that you financed a car that, you know, was more expensive than you needed and you didn't know what you were doing. I think that's a lot of us because we want what we want, right? We start making some money and we just want what we want and we don't realize how much that these car payments really roll up on us. So something I almost did. I'm so happy I didn't. My dad, <laughs> my dad will laugh at this. He was so big on me not getting the car. And I'm the person, if most of you know me, um, some could say that I'm, yeah, I'm a little stubborn here or there. You know, nothing too crazy, but a little stubborn. And the more that you tell me I can't do something, the more that I'm going to want to do it. Unfortunately, that's just how my brain works. And I've been working on it and getting better at it. It's not using it all the time. But when you tell me I shouldn't get this car, I'm like, why? I want the car. You know, it was a nice car. I mean, it's like one of my dream cars. I think I'll get it eventually anyways. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a car on Pacific Beach. Dude, I drive the car I have out here, this Volvo. It's silver, by the way, for all my coworkers that listen to this damn thing. It's not champagne. It's freaking silver. Uh, I drive this Volvo like once a week, literally. So I'll be, I'll be paying $300 to $500 a month for a car that I drive four times a month. You know, that's just not worth it. Or you got to force yourself to go drive it all the time. And then you're just driving around aimlessly. So... I am beyond happy that I didn't get a car and that there's birds out here. I ride birds all the time and and I have bikes that I ride around. I've been going a lot more beach rides. So for me, it's, you know, I, I'm so happy that I didn't do that. And so every time I talk to me, I tell them, yeah, like do not get a car. And to anybody listening to this, be careful on getting a car unless you pay for cash. If you want to do cash straight up, dude, and get that car done with, great. But I'm talking about car payments and financing and having these people that weasel you into bad interest rates and stuff. It's just not cool. Uh, they take advantage of a lot of us, so do your research. And lastly, um, that that was it for what your most expensive mistake was. And lastly, we have questions of the week. You know, we're at the tail end. So questions of the week. 
how often do you acknowledge your accomplishments and how do I do it? So that's a two-part question, obviously. How often do I acknowledge my accomplishments? I don't really often, I feel like. I don't, I guess I feel weird like complimenting myself, you know? So to answer the first part, that's how I, I don't really often do it. And when I do do it, it's only been through journaling now. I think that's where I've started to become more um, happy with my life and realizing what I've been doing well in my accomplishments is because the more that I journal, the more I write it out. And then I'm not having to speak on it. I think beforehand, I'd always try to speak on it and, and tell somebody else how well I'm doing. And then I kind of like almost feel like I was bragging. I get kind of awkward when I feel like I'm bragging. So I was never able to acknowledge my accomplishments, which means I was never happy with what I'm doing, happy with myself. So taking that person out of it and putting it on a piece of paper and journaling made it 20 times better for me to um, realize the good things that I'm doing in my life. And so journaling every day has helped with that and making sure that I'm really staying uh, within myself. Uh, and doing that. So journaling is a great way to do that. I think another way you could do it is if you want to like talk, like do a voice message to yourself. Maybe there's so many ways to really like interact with yourself and not have to tell others. Cause I think others, when we tell others, it, it, I sometimes don't feel like they're really listening to me. They think I'm trying to brag or something like that, but I'm really just kind of trying to talk about my life and be happy for myself, you know? And so that's why it's big to have a friend on the other side that's stoked for you. You know, you want people in your corner that are rooting for you. So I'm gonna, so the next question that we have is, uh, what goals do I have for the remainder of 2021? This almost reminds me kind of like a, like a resolution question, so that's why it makes me laugh. But the goals I have for the remainder of 2021, I want to travel. I'm going to Vegas in July. Um, I'm going to visit my friend's mom, um, I want to say in like September, October in Austin, Texas. Or she lives in Texas. I'm going to visit Austin and visit her. And then I'm going to Arizona to visit my friend Dave. Shout out Dave in Arizona in September. So I want to get around more um, and really travel and do stuff. So that's one thing. Um, I want to go visit places to finish off 2021. And two, just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I want to really focus on a better work-life balance. Um, that's something I've not been doing, working like 10-hour days. You know, the system got me. I'm working 10-hour days lately, and so I want to drop that back and just have a good work-life balance, keep working out, and just being happy in San Diego, you know? Life is good right now, I can't complain. So I have a lot of goals to do for 2021, and slowly but surely, they will be accomplished. Uh, what is something that has been annoying you? Um, I thought of two things for this, because I have two things that are really annoying me. I guess I could just kind of rant on, or vent here. I'm not gonna really rant, I'm just gonna be quick with it. Um, expired ID. I have an expired ID right now, and... I have to go to the DMV and figure it out. And mom, yes, I know you're hearing this and you're going to tell me I told you to go to the DMV weeks ago. I got it. Okay, but I haven't done it yet. So let's pass that. I need to go to DMV and fix it. But my thing is this, dude. I would go to these bars or I'd go to like eat food at Cronies, you know? Shout out Cronies, dope as hell in New Ray Park. But I get carded, you know, which is fine. I look young. I don't care about getting carded. But they look at my license and then they say that it's expired so they can't serve me alcohol. And I get it. That's been around forever, right? Like I'm not saying that like the person that's doing it is like should be fired. I'm just saying I never understand that rule. Like my date of birth's on there. So like my date of birth says 03-25-1995. So because my license is expired, I'm not 21 anymore. Like I don't know. I don't understand how that works. Maybe it's like a license. I'm assuming it's a licensing with the restaurants. You're not supposed to serve food or uh, not food, but drinks anybody with the uh, expired license maybe because of driving. Maybe it's a liability thing. I don't know, 
But all I know is that I feel like once my expire, my IDs expired, it's like me as a person expires. All of a sudden, like I'm not 21. <laughs> you know, I'm like my date of birth is on there. What do you mean? So I've been having to carry my passport everywhere. You know how stressful it is to be like dancing around. Like I was at side yard the other day. I was just dancing around doing my thing. And I'm having to remember that my passport, like my whole entire life is in my pocket. You know, like passports are not easy to replace. And that's something I don't want to lose. So that's been really annoying me. And two, um, I think people are trying to be in my business. I always get annoying people. Like uh, people are really, every time I talk to them lately, uh, they're trying to figure out what I'm doing. And it's really annoying. Um, so I don't, I don't like people being in my business. I'll tell you what I want to tell you. And uh, let's just, you know, handle it the way that it should be handled. We just care about each other, one other by each other's life. But there's sometimes a little too specific of things. So I've been really getting annoyed um, with outside people trying to be in my business. But I still appreciate people that reach out and talk to me and, and care about my life. So I don't want that to seem like, yo, don't talk to me. But that is what's been annoying me. And so that's it. Um, like I said, that, that's it for this episode. We finished questions of the week. Um I'm going to go for a bike ride right now. We'll go down the freaking uh, Mission Bay bike path. Keep it freaking flying. I love that place. And then going to go have some fun tonight. So I appreciate, of course, all the support. Everybody that listens. Everybody that uh, answers all these questions. I mean, I feel like every week I just I get so many responses that help with these episodes. Um, and me really being able to do this because I feel like with no responses, I'd be sitting here all the time just being like, what the hell do I talk about? So you, everybody responding gives me ideas, allows me to do this. And so again, keep on responding to it. I really appreciate it. And I hope everybody has a damn good weekend. This is actually Friday. So usually I record on Thursday. I tell you to have a good weekend, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm literally recording this on Friday and releasing it right now. So when you hear this, hope you have a good weekend or hope you did have a good weekend if you're recovering. And I'll talk to you all next Friday. Peace.